November 11th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin, and let's start again from three lines from the top. The Gemara has three successive statements of Rava, each one portraying for us the circumstance, situation of what we call Gerama, in other words, indirect murder by an individual to another. In each of these circumstances, the person who perpetrates the crime is not hayav mitabi de betin, in other words, human beings, our rabbinic courts would not be able to put them to death. However, bideshamayim, they're certainly handled, the Gemara makes a point of telling us so, and we would handle them accordingly, we just wouldn't be able to give them mitat zayif, which is generally speaking, the mitat betin for an individual who's a roseah. Says the Gemara, amar rava de hafol lebor vesulam babor, if you call this circumstance, an individual, Lo Aleno, pushes another into a pit, at the bottom of the pit, for one reason or another, that individual will ultimately speaking die. There's either water there, there's foul air of some sort, and as a result of falling in, without pulling themselves out, they will pass away. But there's Sulam Babur, there is a ladder which has the passageway out for the individual who's pushed in. However, even if, as Rashi says, even if even if before that individual who's pushed in hits the bottom, the ladder is removed. Certainly, if after they hit the bottom, the ladder is removed. But the point is, at the time of the pushing, the ladder is there, and it's removed. Even if the person who pushed is the same one who removes or pushes the ladder away even prior to the individual who was pushed in hitting the bottom, patur. In such a circumstance, certainly asur, certainly forbidden to do so, terrible, wrongful act. Uh, couldn't think of uh, many worse things with regards to uh, dealing with other people. If I push no ladder, If there's no ladder, certainly hayav. If you move the ladder beforehand, but there was a ladder at the time of the pushing. If it has a ladder, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think none of us are planning another person's uh, death, but if you're planning it in a theocratic uh, Jewish government uh, ruled area, that's the way you would be able to do it without being liable to mitat betin because it's considered gerama. The reasons the Gemara explicitly supplies for us, de be'idna, at the time, de shadyeh, that he pushes the other in, yachol la'alotu, he's capable of rising, and as a result, it's indirect enough to be considered a resihabigrama. It's only, uh, it's only causing the death of another. It's not directly bringing it about. Ve'amarava, rava. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. It's a longer conversation. Maybe Parashat Vayeshev time. Jesse tried to raise it yesterday as well. Ramban Nachmanin's commentary to the Torah really addresses many of the uh, intricacies with regards to these halachot and what took place then. But says the Gemara onward, And you might notice at the very top of the page of this Amu, two lines from the top, we had those parentheses. I skipped the parentheses. Actually, when I was in Mir Yeshiva, they were makpid. You read every word that's on the page of the Gemara, even if we don't uh, spend all that much time analyzing them. But if you see, it says Siman. This was the way, this was the mnemonic in which they would remember the Shakla or the uh, the progressive 
lines in the Gemara. Sulam, that's the case we just saw. The next one we're going to see is Teris. It's going to be the shield case, if you recall from yesterday. And then after that, you'll have Simanim or Sammanim. You're going to be dealing with a medicine case. We talked about that one at the beginning of it yesterday. And then Bakotel, well, that'll be what will come afterwards. It means you're going to have several statements, all of Rava. And if you wanted to program your mind for it, I mean, this is... This is uh, early psychology in the making. Certainly today you're supposed to chunk the material that you have and find specific words that uh, categorize it for you. So the Gemara did that for us. What if a person shot an arrow, but in the hands of the person who it shot at, uh, there's a uh, shield protecting them, uh, which will uh, deflect, which will send away the arrow, it won't harm them. But another individual comes and removes the teris, removes the shield. And even if the same person who shot it somehow has the ability, he's a super speedy individual, or he's got some way of he himself, even though he's the one who shot it, and in turn he's the one who removes the protection, but ultimately speaking, it's indirect because patur de be'idna, at the time that the shadyeh, that he shot the arrow, literally shadda means to throw, but we're referring to shooting the arrow, mifsak piske gire. Gire means his arrow. His arrow is cut off. It's nifsak. And as a result, we imagine that even though it's ultimately speaking removed, his shooting in the moment of his act was an act which was a blunted arrow. Yes? Not much. The next case will introduce for us another, uh, the next case will introduce for us a uh, opportunity to fully, fuller, uh, fuller development of this halakha. Difference between these first two cases? No. Not that I'm fully uh, aware, not that I'm aware of. It doesn't mean that there's not mefashim that I'm not aware of. I don't think so, Nathan. I don't think so. I don't think so. If if there, if that were the case, then our then our whole issue at the onset is all about a hatra. It's all about a warning. We have to assume that. No, I, I know it's hard to assume such a thing. It has to be an assumption that if we're talking and debating the halakha in these cases, there was as well a warning. If there was a warning, there was an acceptance of the warning by the person who's perpetrating the crime, which means to say, we have to say about them, their intention is to kill. However, they're not actually going to kill. It has to be that you're turning to them in the moment as there's a shield there and you say, you know, you're coming close to murdering this. If you murder him in this action, you're going to be liable to death penalty. And they have to say, I know and I accept it. And then it's removed. I understand what you're saying. There's a less intentionality. It's not the way the Gemara is building it for us. The Gemara is building it for us based on action. Yeah. He's saying that the, uh, it's not 100% that the guy's going to get killed. That's what, the, that's what they're saying. No, it's, it's, a, it's a possibility that he wouldn't have died. That's what they're saying. I don't see those words in my Gemara. No, it has to be. In other words, we're going to make it patur if there's a chance that the guy wouldn't have been killed. Uh, I, I, I know what you mean. I don't know. I, is, that, is that how you're somehow... Is that how you're somehow defining? Again, yeah. uh, in other words, look, look for example on the left-hand side, four lines from the top in Rashi, the, last, the, the, the second word on the line. Again, four lines from the top in Rashi. Rashi is talking about the situation where there's the ladder. And Rashi is giving you the rationale. The last three words in that, Digrama 
Rashi is making clear for us the issue over here is that it's not a primary force, it's a secondary force. Or at the very least, it's not a direct uh, action, it's an indirect action. Uh, you're plugging in the rationale for why indirect is better because indirect is not 100%. What if it is 100%? What if this is all programmed beforehand? You have computer programming that's going to set this forth. Rashi and the classical Mefashim to this Gemara, the Gemara seemingly is going to tell you you're patur. Even though it's certain it's going to happen, but it's indirect, that in and of itself. I guess what bothers us so much is what Gabe was raising yesterday. We have to speak with legal aid on this matter, legal advice, and that Western law doesn't work this way, that we're a lot more conservative when it comes to taking life or considering something a murder in Western law. But this is... 100% they would say second degree. Yeah, all right. I, I, I'm not certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're saying patura valasur. Certainly patura valasur. An individual shoots an arrow, but in the hands of the person who it shot at uh, are, is medicine, is uh, some sort of terufa, ability to cure himself. But before curing himself, after being shot, before being shot, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, after the arrow is in the air, someone disperses, pizeran, disperses the medicine. Even if the individual comes along and he pushes them away and makes them lost, patur in such a situation as well. Patur because it's an indirect action. We imagine it and understand it as the be'idna at the time that the shadda be, that he shot at him, he was capable of being cured, and in turn, you're not actually shooting an arrow which has the strength and potency to kill. At least that's the way we imagine it. Now, this one, Judah, the Gemara has a way of taking off on this and talking further. That's why the Gemara is clear, it's clear to me brought this one up. But. In the second case, and another individual comes and takes it away. Yeah. Says the Gemara, Amara Vashe. Not very. Shoot it up. It's what I thought about as well, but shoot it up and it's a very sharp arrow. It's the best way to. That's right. That's right. That's right. Again, wrong to do. Right, we're going to get better than that. You, you think that's good. What if you don't know that there is a medicinal cure, but it's out there, and you poisoned him, or you shot him, however it is. Hilkach, Amar I got you. Next stage. Amar Hilkach, says Ravashe. It would therefore follow, we're reading it like Rashi bin Yehutai, would therefore follow, Afilu Samanim Bashuk. Says Rav Asher, I don't see why I should distinguish even if the medicinal cure is out in the marketplace. In such a circumstance, if we read this Gemara in the most simple way, like Rashi, you should be patur as not you, the person who shoots, the person who injects, should be patur as well. Why so? Because ultimately speaking, we'll read the words in the Gemara, I didn't set them up with an absolute death sentencing from what I did to them. They could have and should have gotten out of this, but somehow got foiled. All right, somehow got foiled, even if I foiled it. Yeah, even if I foiled, foiled it. Amara Vasheh, Hilkacha. The response of Ravaha here to Ravashe is, what about the following? What if at the time of being shot, the time of being injected, there isn't a medicinal cure? 
But ultimately speaking, there becomes one prior to his demise. Before he dies, but he doesn't take it. He's already dying. What's that? He's already dying. He's, he, he could take it prior to death. He doesn't. I don't know. There's a uh, deficiency in the family. They're interested in collecting money uh, of, of damages instead of keeping. So whatever the circumstances. But the point is, prior to his death, there is an ability to cure him, even though it was unbeknownst to the shooter at the time that he did so, even though it didn't exist potentially. Amar zakai. He would walk out of court, zakai, which means to say if you brought him into court at the time that the medicine was discovered, he would very easily claim, I am not causing his death. You want to charge me on damages to his body and to his wherewithal and to his psychological well-being? Okay. And we have Hayubim for all that. Fifth, uh, you want to charge me for killing him? I, was not, I didn't kill him. No, but you thought you were killing him. Well, I could be. But ultimately speaking, there's medicine. He's not taking it for one reason or another. I'm not liable. Okay, then I'm liable. Of course, then I'm liable. Right, this is proof of what I'm saying. In this situation, you are right. In this situation, you're right. It works out well for you. Yeah. Says the Gemara onward. Rava and a another and and fourth statement of Rava different. He'll take us in a bit of a different direction over here. Uh, he'll add additional details and in turn additional halachot. Zarak seror bakotel. An individual threw a rock at a wall. Why is he doing so? I guess he doesn't have a ball to play with. We'll talk about balls in a moment. But he throws a rock at a wall. And the rock bounces off the wall, carries off, off the wall, and it kills a person standing nearby uh, enough to be hit and killed. In such a circumstance, we consider the throwing off the wall and in turn, the effect, the power that it injects, the wall, the energy that now is, is put into this ball to, or excuse me, into this rock to hit the other person, that's hayav. That is direct. No, certainly not shogeg if there was a hatra'a. If there's no hatra'a, then you'll say it's, then you'll say it's what's that? You walk up to him, I'll make this very clear for all of us, walk up to the individual and say, sir, are you aware what you're doing? If it hits a person, we'll kill him? He says, yes. He said, you're going to be liable for death penalty. Yes. Are you doing that with that intention? Yes. And that's what he does. Hayaf. Our issue is not intentionality. Our issue is whether it's direct or not. It says, he leaves the court an innocent man. Yes. It's not death penalty. It's not... No, 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 no. That's an express... The point... And, and also, that line... One second. Says Rashi... In other words, Zakai means, innocent means, the fact that he's not being put to death. Nothing more, nothing less. You can't argue any differently. As, oh, well, what's the hidush in the throwing off the wall? Maybe it needs to be thrown directly at him. Maybe the fact that there was an uh, intermediary stage, the fact that if caromed off the wall should make it in such a circumstance not liable with regards to being direct. Says Rashi, Zarak seror bakotil v'nit kaven laharog et havero. Dealing with uh, the uh, Chatta's uh, collective claim over here. Says Rashi, very clearly, his intention was to kill. 
וזרק שרור והיכה בכותל בכוח וחזרה מכוחו לאחורי והרגו, חייב דהנמה כוחו הוא. The חידוש over here, the novelty is, that even though there is an intermediary stage of it hitting off a wall, that's still your energy. ותנתונה, and in fact we have a ברייתה which accords with this, כגון אלו המשחקים בכדור. The ברייתה over here is talking about uh, individuals, I was going to say children, but the ברייתה doesn't specify children or adults, who are playing with balls. I remember in תוספות uh, המסכת סוכה, תוספות is talking about in the context of מוקסה and Shabbat and Yom Tov, balls, and תוספות over there references it as הכדור שמשחקים בו התינוקות, and says it in the, in the uh, female. And I was uh, studying with uh, a rabbi in Mir Yeshiva, he was giving a habura, and he said, Yesh ledaktek bedivrei ha-tosafot, you may have said in Yiddish, that they're talking about women, because men shouldn't be playing with balls. So I very quickly turned to the back of my Gemara at the time, and had tosafot harosh. So if you look in tosafot harosh, it says, ha-kadosh misahakim bo ha it says it in the, in the mail. So I said that maybe it's appropriate for sometimes even for men or to, uh, young men to be playing with a ball. Not just parenthetically. It's okay to play with a ball. Maybe not on Shabbat and Yom Tov. We could discuss that in the context of Muqseh and Shabbat activities. But in terms of playing with a ball, that's really what they're talking about. Our Gemara doesn't specify. Of course, you need to allot the appropriate time. It's not taking over your life, sports. But sports is a good, healthy activity to be involved with in off time to keep yourself healthy and uh, encouraged to go on. Says the Gemara, and give you energy. Says the Gemara, Tanatuna, we have a Beraita which accords with, Kigon Eloa Mesahakin Bakadur, like those who play with balls, Shaharegu, who kill. Now the Beraita splits it up. What was the intention? Bimezid Neheragin. If their intention, meaning they were giving a, given a hatra'ah, they were warned and they're aware of what they're doing. Hayavin, the hayav mita. Don't say this isn't koho. Don't say this is girama. If it hits off the wall, it caroms off the wall and hits, it strikes another. Hayavin bishogig. If they did it accidentally, meaning this wasn't their intention, but it's very clear the context and the action is a direct one. Golin. Of course, galut refers to exile. In Gemara language, it refers to Eid Miklat. It refers to one of the six cities of refuge, or a person who killed Bishogeg, the Torah tells us, goes to the second chapter, Masechim Makot, at length, uh, deals with these sorts of halachot. Says the Gemara, let's uh, analyze this Beraita and understand what it was teaching us, very much the question we were just dealing with, Bishogeg Golin Peshita. The fact that if they did it accidentally, throwing the ball off the wall and didn't realize, didn't intend to kill, but it ultimately kills, that they get in miklat, that's clear. Uh, there's no hidush over the bemezid neheragin itzarichle. The hidush says the Gemara is not so much that it's direct. We're accepting that as well. The hidush is that if it's bemezid the neheragin, why is that a hidush? If you're telling me it's koho, if you're accepting that this isn't indirect in terms of action, so what's the hidush? Mahu de tema hatraat safikhu. And maybe you would consider this what's called a hatra'at safik. There is a mahlokit throughout Talmud, and we generally assume that hatra'at safik, which means says you give the warning, as a person issues a warning to a person who's about to perpetrate a crime or go against an issue from the Torah, if it's uncertain whether they'll actually do what they seem to be doing, 
Uh, you can't objectively determine based on what they're in the midst of doing that that will be the outcome of their action. What's the halacha in such a circumstance? We call that a hatra'at safik. Safik means you're uncertain. It's not vada'i, it's safik. What's the status? In this circumstance, he's throwing the ball off the wall and he's throwing with a lot of might and it's a strong ball and it's going to be, uh, and the guy's a very strong guy, and, uh, but you're uncertain. Who said it's going to strike a person? Who said his accuracy? Who said it's... Uh, but when it comes down to it, you gave him the warning and he accepts it, is that considered enough of a circumstance and situation to consider this hatra'at vadai? What the Gemara seems to be telling us is that's considered a hatra'at vadai, but it's not 100%. Okay, we have to scale and we have to determine what is objectively a very dangerous situation. This is considered as such. Says the Gemara onward, Tane Rav Tahlifa Bar Ma'arava Kameh Derbi Avhu Kegon Elo HaMesachakin Bakador Shaharigu Toch arba amot patur. Chutz la arba amot hayav. So now we have a new detail. We're still talking about throwing balls off the walls. We're accepting that it's koho. We're accepting furthermore that it would be considered a sufficient hatra'a, warning to make them liable to death penalty, but we're distinguishing. Another detail. What's our next distinction? It depends where the person who got struck is standing. If the person is within four amot, within six feet of the wall, patur, the person who threw it, certainly shouldn't have done it and even had intention, but he's not going to be hayav. He'll only be hayav the person who struck is outside of four amot. Well, the, Gemara, well, the Gemara will make this a liability actually in a different way. Nathan, you're a ball player? I'm not much of a ball player. But apparently the Gemara will make clear in a moment or two that when you're playing, I don't even know if this is the way it works with handball and all that stuff any longer, but the, the will of the person who's throwing the ball off the wall is to make it go really far. Yeah. And as a result, there we are. Okay, good. Ver- verification, Mars. Yeah. Anyway, so since that's the will of the person or was the will of the person, the fact that it struck within four amot we're going to see in the Gemara, that wasn't what he was trying to do. That wasn't his intention. What? If it's dropping so close to the wall, it's gravity pulling. It's not so much the guy's force. Well, he's throwing it right off the wall and it's banging into the guy. We're not distinguishing on that. The Gemara is going to have to do with intention. You are right. The Gemara will question at the bottom if you throw a ball into the air. In such a circumstance, when it falls, it goes to the sides and all that sort of stuff, we'll have to do whether it's force. Over here, the Gemara is accepting, <coughs> even, though certainly the, um, uh, even though certainly the fact that it hits off the wall and you added something into it, it doesn't matter. This is all considered as a result of the guy. Says the Gemara, let's try to break this down. Why does it matter if he's within for a motor or not? What's the uh, absolute, sir? means What's the case? What's the situation? If he's interested, in wherever the ball lands. He's not a great, he's like me, he's not an aggressive ball player, he's just there for the, for the kicks of it. Even if it's very little, in other words, even if the gentleman or woman who's standing very close to the wall, you should be liable to death penalty. The person who threw it, I, didn't, I threw it off the wall, I don't care where it goes. And what if, um, uh, 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 if it's lani uh, hale, which means to say, I, I don't want it to go a long distance, I want it to go only a short distance, 
So even outside of Arba'amot, I shouldn't be liable. I was just interested in it falling right next to the wall. Amarle explains, here's the situation. Of course it has to do with intentionality. Of course we're considering this koho. So what's the distinction? The general status of a person who's playing ball is interested in kama de'azle mine nihale. The more that it travels away from them, the more interested and the more happy they are. Which means to say, as Rashi in his Nosach, in his Girsav, the Gemara has it, people will go closer to the wall in order to throw the ball because they'll have the intensity and they'll have the power and force that the ball will, di- will travel a further distance. That's the proof, you see? That's where they want it to be. And as a result of the individual standing close, we say that wasn't his intention. What's that? Has to be the intention is to kill, but the intention or the intention is even to kill. I'm playing ball, but I'm okay. I'm aware that my ball will kill. I'm not. I'm not trying to kill. I'm, I, if it kills, I'm okay killing someone who's outside of four amot. That's where I want the ball to go. I told you all to stay away. Then I told you to stay off my uh, our handball court. What's it? Has to be the case over here as well. You can no. No, 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 we're not talking about Ed McClatt. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. I messed it up. There are two versions in Rashi. You are correct. You are correct. I've been leading you on the second one, which maybe I shouldn't have. The second version of Rashi, which, which is much of the confusion, is the way I've been explaining it, is that the intention, I'm glad you brought this up, Judah, now because I've been misleading everyone, is the intention is to kill, which makes things a little bit more difficult. If alternatively the intention is not to kill, and the hayuv that we're talking about is a hayuv galut, meaning in miklat, then everything's a lot easier understand, and in terms of understanding. I'll show you that in Rashi. Um, in Rashi you'll find it um, in Dibura Matchil on the left hand side, Afilu Purtaname says Rashi, Lehayev Galut, the Haharag Beshogeg. So those are the words over there. Rashi at the very end of this whole sugya says, that's uh, about four lines before the lines in Rashi get wide. In the middle of the line, he writes, Eat de Mefarche. What's that? Oh, he does? Oh, the regilin tinokot, huh? I missed it this morning as are, there you are. Okay, so Tosafot was just following the grandfather, Rashi and Tinokot. Right, again, Tinokot anyway, we don't have a plural of Tinokim, so it's not even, maybe Tosafot over there says Yiladot, maybe that's what it was, I don't remember. Anyway, a, but um, I have to take a look at it again. Itim mefarsheh, says Rashi before the lines get wide, hai hayavinu pturin mimita ukigon shihitrubo, right? So that's the other version, Mars, but you are correct. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that art school led you down that uh, that that path. No, they didn't. They, they leave it open. Yeah. Okay. But there's two versions in Rashi. Uh, let's go with that second, the first version of Rashi. Again, it'll make things a lot easier. That what we're talking about in terms of Hayuv and Petur is in Miklat. Although we could, as I've tried to uh, build it throughout, understand Hayuv and Petur as a Hayuv Mita, and there was a Hatraa. It'll just get a little murky, as uh, as as Judah pointed out. Because what does that mean? If your intention is to kill, what is that? So I gave you the best I have on that. Your intention is to kill, not uh, per se, I need to kill. 
it's that if anyone gets in the way of where I want my ball to go, I'm interested in him dying, or I'm, I'm okay with him dying. That's all you have to say there. Okay, anyway, says the Gemara over here again. Says the Gemara, this is all implying this type of circumstance, like this situation, meaning when it's off the wall, it's considered his power, his energy. Uh, is that really so? Uh, before I move onward, uh, just give me a, a moment to, to read together with me in Rashi, because if we are to read the Gemara along the lines of Rashi, I should have mentioned this then as well, we're learning the Gemara along the lines of Rashi that we're dealing with, from Galut, so you might furthermore, and at the same time ask that question, if the person's okay, he's accidental killing, but ultimately speaking, it's accidental, whether it's within four amot or outside of four amot, why would we distinguish? Rashi quotes from the Gemara Masechim Makot and Davzayin Amudbet, where the Gemara is Doresh the Pasuk Asher Lo Sada, Asher Lo Sada, Ve'Elohim Inna Liyadov, Samti Makom, and so forth. Asher Lo Sada, it means he didn't in some way intend for this. Meaning, if the ball went to a place that he didn't intend on. Of course, he had no intention to kill in either one of these circumstances. But if the ball went to a place he didn't intend for it to go to, so then he's not even liable for in miklat. He's even further removed. The Gemara has an example. If you tried to throw it to Amot and you threw it for Amot by mistake, uh, for one reason or another, in that situation, Asher Lo Sada. And that's why we had that detail over here in distinguishing between within four and outside of four. What's that? The Beraita brought us into ball. The Beraita brought us into ball. It was, should, it, should it matter? I mean, depending on what his... Uh, the Gemara is saying ball, and the Gemara is explaining you want it to go a long distance. With a stone, you might not care if it's a long distance or not. I will add as well that balls maybe at times were made out of rock. I don't know exactly how... It wasn't exactly a, you know, much of a jump on when it hit the ground. But. Don't get too Right, and he wasn't trying to hit him in the head. He wanted to go close. He wanted to hit him in the head. He didn't want to hit him in the head. Wanted to go close. Don't go that close. Here's our liberalism again. I'm sorry, Mars, but the halacha would be Your intention in throwing was not to hit him. It was to get very close. What's that? Even though you were. You were warned. Yeah, but you were warned. But I wasn't my intentionality. Look where I was trying to throw the ball. No, no, that's Asher Lo Sada. The Gemara says if Nitkaven Lizrok a certain amount and it went a further amount, that's what we're describing over here as well. It's Bishogeg. I threw the ball off the wall and I wanted it to go a further distance, but it went a shorter distance. You should say, either way you slice it, I'm going to Ein Miklat. It's Shogeg Harigat. No, if it's the. Don't go so far from me. Mars, here's my situation. It's different. Over here, I threw the ball off the wall. I wanted to go four amot. It went two. What's the halacha? Our gemara, according to your reading, according to the first reading of Rashi, patur from ein miklat. Why so? I accidentally killed a person. The halacha is my intention with regards to the action. Not only the outcome is significant as well. The action was. It's almost like what we call onus or mitasek. If the guy was negligent, if the guy's negligent. He goes to Adebi we know that's the Torah, 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 the Torah,
He All has right. to know that. All right. Before he's negligent. All right. I'll accept that we need to learn the second Pedic Masech Makot together, and we need to we need to iron these things out. But I'm with you. I don't want anyone throwing balls that close with that sort of force. Anyway, let me be fully clear about that. Says the Gemara. Okay, Lememra. This was all implying the Kiai Gavna. This type of circumstance, Koho, is considered his energy. I have two questions. Says the Gemara from two separate Mishnayot in Masechet. Para of all places. Of course, we know what Masechet Para is going to be dealing with. It's going to be dealing with the Tahara of a person or object which came in contact with death, with a person who passed away. Now, in that circumstance, of course, the Torah tells us, the beginning of Parashat Hukat, that Efer Para Aduma, the ashes of a red, uh, what do we call it, cow, heifer, uh, needs to be uh, used and combined with water, Mayim Hayim El Keli, into a utensil, and then with Ezov, and Shritam, and take it, and it's sprinkled upon the item which became contaminated. Now, the Derasha elsewhere is, that with regards to taking those ashes, sprinkling them into the water, it needs to be direct. The ashes can't trickle into the water, number one. And number two, when you take that water and you sprinkle it onto the person or object which became tameh, it needs to be direct as well. We have derashot to derive that. So again, the reason the Gemara will liken these cases to our cases is the same way that by death penalty it needs to be direct in terms of murder. Are you considered a murder only if it's direct, not indirect, not gerama? So too we have those laws in the context of efe paraduma, the maim hayim, uh, we call the uh, the mehatat, which means the water of purity. Urminhu or Uraminhi, we have a berait, a mishnah, masech paraha mekadesh, a person who's bringing forth what we call kidushamayim, uh, not really sanctifying, but they're bringing, they're readying, they're preparing the water which will be used for taharat, a person or object that's tameh. Venafal kiddush al yado, not the wine of kiddush, but rather the kiddush, the ether of the para fell onto your hand. You're trying to get it into the utensil, which has the water in it, and a little bit fell onto your hand, or al hasad, or onto the side of the utensil. Uh, it's a problem now. We didn't get it all in. We wanted to get it combined directly with the water. And then afterwards, it fell into the utensil. In such a circumstance, what's the status? Again, it's on my hand, and our imagination should be at this moment. The only way I got into the utensil was by flicking it a little bit or onto the utensil. I pushed the utensil over a little bit, and that's how it fell in. Wait a second, what's the status going to be in such a situation? Shouldn't that be similar to throwing it off the wall? It's kind of your force, but it wasn't your hand which directly did it. In such a circumstance, pasu! The efe paraduma, the mehatat, is invalidated. Why is it invalidated? Because it's indirect. As says the Gemara. If that's indirect, why is throwing off a wall more direct? It's on my finger and I flicked it off my finger. That's pasul. It was on the utensil and I tilted the ten- utensil. That's pasul. That's indirect. And in resihat, considered direct, answers the Gemara. Says the Gemara, it's not talking about a case where we flicked, uh, where the words of Rashi matiz, where we kind of moved it over by uh, our hand or utensil, rather it was beshotet. Shotet means it was trickling in all along, meaning it fell onto my hand, but it was just trickling off my hand, fell onto the utensil, and the ashes are trickling in. That, everybody's going to agree, is, is, is indirect. The direct case will be if it came as a result of some sort of force of mine, off the wall with my initial force, off my hand with my force of flicking it, and off the utensil. But over here we're talking about beshotet, meaning it's trickling in. Tashema, I have another 
another proof against this claim that when you threw it off the wall, it should be considered your koach. It should be considered enough of your direct force and power to consider it your action. Mahat or mehet shahayanetuna al haheres. There's a needle which came in contact with a dead body, and then it in turn fell onto heres. Heres is earthenware onto a, 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 a clay uh, object. And in such a circumstance, they're both tamay, and I'd like to make them tahor. What can or should I do? And then you took paradman. This time the water is fully uh, done properly. The ashes are in the water, and now I take from the water, and I'm sprinkling onto this klicheres, onto this earthenware vessel, which has on it the needle, safek al mechet safek al uh, you're uncertain about when you flicked it on, and that's the way you sprinkled it on, whether it went onto the, uh, the mehet or not, onto the needle or not. That's an uncertainty. But I want the needle to be tahor. I want it to lose its uh, tameh status. Umisa aleha. And then the next word is umisa aleha. What is the word umisa aleha? It says Rashi, niteza aleha. It sounds like it bounced off. Uh, so it, 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 at the very least, it went onto the earthenware vessel, and then it bounced off. And mitzah is translating, and that's the translation we're supposed to have at this point. It means it bounced off or it got flicked off. Uh, what should the status be? That's just like our wall case. You threw it off the wall, it hits a person, kills them. Such a circumstance, you're liable to death penalty, the person who threw it. Pasul, in such a situation, by Tuman Tahara, we say it's indirect. Why is it indirect? Threw it onto the earthenware vessel, I threw it into the pot, onto the plate. It bounced off in my flicking and hit the, hit the needle. That should be sufficient. It shouldn't be read as misa, which means that it bounced off, that it got flicked off, rather masa, which means that I didn't watch what happened. I walked, uh, I, I'm not paying full attention. Uh, you should always be paying full attention, but you're not. Here's my utensil. On it is my, uh, is my uh, needle of some sort. And now in the process of trying to purify, it's gotta be a lot smaller than that. In the process of trying to purify this, I take the water which has in it the efer para aduma and I sprinkle it onto this utensil. Now I find, I wasn't watching carefully, I find afterwards that there's water on the utensil and on the uh, needle as well, but I don't know how it got onto the needle. Was it through, A, bouncing off of the utensil onto it, we're suggesting that would be sufficient? Was it my direct force of flicking? Certainly okay. Or was it alternatively, it just trickled onto it? It was on the utensil, the utensil had some ridges, and it trickled onto it. That, everybody's going to agree, is it would be insufficient. Of course, but I don't know what happened. I need it to be a direct, it's not about intentionality over here, it's about ma'aseh, about whether it's gonna be considered kohor or not, and that's why, and specifically that's why, that situation is different, and we would say that the efe parad ma'as pesula, baruch Adonai le'olam, amen ve'amen, v'hanam, shamar asa, kadosh baruch, zakoi sel, fi'chach, ba'lam, turam, so,